Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South, my friends. <laughs> I got some scary, scary stuff for you. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth. I will scare the pants off of you. Well, hope everybody's everybody's having a great week, man. Hope you're having a great spooky time. Having a good time. Life's going good for me. Just living life, podcasting, and telling some scary stories, baby. It's all fun. But, yeah, this week I didn't get a whole lot of research done because Saturday and Sunday I had to do a lot of computer work. Well, I've had that same computer now for three years, ever since I started, started the podcast, so... I had to go back and take stuff out, erase stuff, delete stuff, put stuff in files. Yeah, I had a big computer weekend. Fun, fun. I freaking hated it. Uh, but I got caught up on some of my scary podcasts listening to. And so, but yes, next week uh, is going to be our uh, 150th uh, episode, guys. Can't believe it. Just want to say thanks, 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 thanks to everybody. Thank you, thank you. Keep uh, telling your friends about it. Spread the word, man. But since I didn't get nothing done today, and it's so close to our anniversary, guys, uh, I'm going to go back in time to some of you people, might not, some of you people, that sounds so rude. Some of you guys and girls haven't been here since the uh, we first, or I first started it, so I think I'm going to go back in the vault, and we're going to go check out an episode, and uh have it ready for you. So, give me five minutes. Let me go dig in the vault and see what we got back here for you. I know I got some old scary stuff to talk about. All right, guys. I got in the vault and I got it into episode 12. So, here it is. I hope you enjoy. And welcome back to another podcast with uh, ghost stories told from the south. I am your glorious host, Lexi LeBooth. And I am your host, Stephen Lebooth. We're going to tell you some scary stories. And our last name's really not Lebooth. We're just being crazy. <laughs> but our last gonna... name's really Booth. But are y'all ready for some scary stories told from Uncle Boo? Well, <laughs> before we do that, we, we have to uh, give everybody a shout out. Yes, we do. And we got lots of loves. We lots got, of loves. We have a new state person. Yes. We have um, a new listener in Alabama. We noticed that. We got another listener in Alabama, man. This is is really cool, guys, because we're really starting to get, like, more countries and more uh, U.S. towns. And it's it's amazing. We love it. So thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, golly. Alabama put us. I bet you that's our 12th, 13th state. Just in the U.S. Yeah. So. Where we've, I mean, heck, and everybody keeps piling on more and more stuff, and we love it, guys. Like we said, you need to email us too. Yeah, email us, and you can DM us or whatever. Anything. You feel comfortable with, you know. Lexi's gonna give y'all a shout out, and then she's gonna go down the list of where we're at and how y'all can get a hold of us, because I know you guys want to. We really were, we really would like y'all's input. You yes. know, yes. something that would be awesome, because we're starting to get a lot of listeners, and I know y'all hear us for more than six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we want to give everybody a shout out from this is the states first. We're gonna do the states first. So from Texas, Washington, California, Ohio, North California, North Alabama, California, 
mean North Carolina. Yes, Cal Carolina. I'm I was saying. like, wait a minute, there's no North California. <laughs> North uh, Crackalacky. I wrote it down wrong. North uh, Carolina, yeah. Alabama, <laughs> Georgia, Michigan, Tennessee, Utah, Illinois, North Dakota, and the District of Columbia. Mm. And then, We're going to get some white powder down there, boys. Mm-hmm. And then we also want to give a shout out to Bangladesh, the UK, yes. and Ireland. That's awesome, guys. And hey, I know you guys in Ireland, man, got some creepy stories, too, y'all could tell us, man. Because y'all got a lot of good old folk legends and lure up, you know, there. Y'all been there a long time. Same thing with uh, the United Kingdom. Yeah. They have a lot of creepy places in the UK. So. Yes. And also, we are, you know, our email is uh, ghoststoriesfieldfromthesouth at gmail.com. Check it out. Check it out. Twitter and our Instagram are uh, South Texas Ghost. It is spelled S O U T H T X G H O S T. And um, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, Google. Yes, yes, we're on Google Play, too. The only one we really haven't got a lot of play on, I've noticed, is iTunes. But, like, Stitcher, Stitcher we're doing good on. Spotify we're doing excellent on. We also don't know how to work iTunes. Yeah, we... I'm, like, when we're, like, using the app, we do, but, like, we don't know how to do the background stuff, so, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still learning that one. I mean, but I don't, I don't understand it. I got, I got that one for our uh, iPhone people, and... No one's used like, it. I'm an iPhone user, but I use Spotify. My cousin's an iPhone user, but she uses Spotify. Well, her boyfriend is an iPhone user, but he uses Apple Music. Yes. So like. So we're trying to use. get we're trying to get as many platforms under our belt. So y'all got a bigger we got a bigger brand of ways to get our stories out to you because we really enjoy doing this, guys. Yeah, yes. It's we awesome do. sauce. So, um, do you want to start? Or you want me to? Uh, who started last time? I've all, I've always really started. So. Ah, go ahead. <laughs> you go first. Okay. I'll check her. I'll check the Facebook. And that's another thing. We're gonna have a Facebook coming up soon too, guys. Oh yes, yes. We're still working on our kinks, though. Okay. So this one is um, Boulder Hot Springs in Montana. Boulder Hot Springs. Um. So I'm not. I'm guessing Boulder Hot Springs is like the area. Mm-hmm. Montana. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't positive. Because Montana's the state, like... and uh, Boulder Springs is just another town. Okay. Well, I wasn't positive if it was like a town because it did mention like a lot of buildings and everything being like made, and it's talk about buildings in here. So I was like, I don't know if that's. I don't know my geographic stuff like he does. I don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, she ge- the geographic stuff wasn't her uh, wasn't forte. <laughs> I'm more of the history and. You know, knowing where my places are, but I'm not very good at math, so if it's percentage, yes. Lexi's more better at the research than anything. But anyway, so look what Skyline's friend wrote. <laughs> Sorry. I made what an is- appreciation post on Facebook before we just now came in here to do our little podcast thing. And uh I gave a shout out to me, my dad and my cousin for doing our podcast stuff and everyone was like, What? Just commenting on it and everything. So, um, Anyway, so there's apparently, like, a lot of buildings on the site. Well, and, too, like, uh, Montana, I believe, they're, 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 I mean, it was, it was like one of the old west towns. I believe there was a, there was a lot of little, um, uh, gold towns, mining towns and stuff oh. in Montana. Yeah, well, that was Oh, and, two cattle ranches. Cattle ranches were big, were big See, up there. See, this is why we have him here, because he knows all this. <laughs> 
so in Boulder Hot Springs, there's like a lot of buildings and stuff. But like, I guess the main site we're talking about, there's like a lot of places that were there. Broke. Uh, nah. What is the word for broke down? For buildings? Abandoned? No, um, like they tore them down. Oh, uh, demolish. Demolished and everything like that, and then rebuilt like over and over and over again. So the um, first builder or person that like started doing whatever building, it's, this one's kind of confusing, so just kind of like say put or you'll, you'll figure it out. Anyway, the first person slash builder started on a building which ended up being a saloon slash, slash bathhouse in um, 1863. So, and then it got enlarged in uh, 1881. And, like, including in that, it went from the salon and the bathhouse, got larger, then became a hotel. So, yeah. Mm. And... They only did that because they were like, oh, um, let's use it for the rich. And then because we always have this issue with building, they're like, oh, we can only do it for 50 people. When they ended up needing to be like, when they ended up being like, oh, let's have 100 people check in rooms. There's only 50 people that can stay here. Oh, my gosh. So it's like about in five minutes, they're full. Oops, sorry, guys. You should have came earlier. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was their issue, too. So, September of the same year of um, 1881, the the original builder that started everything, he um, he died of a smallpox. I don't know. What is that, smallpox? Mm-hmm. Smallpox was really big back then. It was, what is it? It's basically like chicken pox. But you get, you get like, with chicken pox, I can't, I see, I had chicken pox as a kid. And I know you break out of the bumps and you itch. I don't think you have a fever, but with the one you're saying, the smallpox, that one, I think you break out with a fever and all that, and it can kill you. Yeah, because he died of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then back never, then, yeah. what they would do when they're uh, when someone died in the house or with the smallpox, they'd burn the house down because they didn't want to get contagious. So they wouldn't. <laughs> a lot of times, they didn't bury them; they just burn them in the house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Well, so I didn't say where he died, but he did die of smallpox. And after he died, so he died before he could finish the hotel and everything like that. Like, it wasn't finished. So, the new owners came in, and they bought it and everything, and they finished it. Oh, my God. So, and then 1890, there was a 10-year lease put on the property. Um, and then over between 1863 and now, it's had, like, several owners it's one of those buildings where oh my it's been, god like, tossed around yeah so um and then in 1909 a millionaire bought it and then in 1910 it went under um reconstruction like oh yeah they started renovations. Reno, reno, yeah renovations and then in 1940 it was sold to someone else man and then so they the 1940 person that bought it they were the same owners for like 35 years but then it foreclosed in 1989. It never said why, but, um, yeah. Then it got returned to one of the original owners after it foreclosed. So, oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, so I didn't, I'm guessing they were kind of older. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the originals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in and, um, 1990, they purchased it. The, one of the original owners purchased it. And then they, re they renovated everything again. 
Jesus Christ. And then it opened in 1991. So, like I said, just between this, it's had, like, I don't even know how many owners. Golly, it's since. It's been renovated, like, twice. Yeah. And that's Jeez. not counting the original construction. Construction? construction? I wasn't say structure, but then I said construction, so I mixed the two. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was um, weird. Um, and then also they say Halloween stirs up and, like, abrupts the spirits. Ooh, like, so that's a place to stay the night and do a podcast on Halloween. On Halloween, Boulder yes. Springs. I got to remember that one. And also, it's like the history and stuff is like 135 years. Dang. Just on that place. I bet you so, that's got a lot of history there. Yeah. Well, especially like back then, I mean, because, I mean, it was just rough times back then. You could get shot for anything. <laughs> well, and um, so there was a prostitute that was murdered. In the um, office area. I'm not trying to be rude, but there's a lot of um, Process, motels and hotels from that era where prostitutes got killed yes, and stuff. Well, because a lot of the prostitutes back then, what they would do, Lex, they would, uh, you know how some people live in motels for a week or two at a time and they just pay that week for rent? That's what the girls would do. Yeah, cause they didn't, yeah, they would yeah. do that. And then some stranger comes along and they're like, ah, and they but, yeah, I've noticed that in a lot of the stories. Like, there's always, like, a prostitute or, like, in the conspiracy theories that I'm doing with. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm doing my other podcast with my sister. Not a lot of them are, like, unsolved mysteries for prostitutes. Yes. So, like. Well, because back then, too, even even today, when a prostitute gets killed or something, they're like, huh, she's just a prostitute. Yeah, they don't really care. Yeah. So, anyway, she was murdered in an old office area. It didn't say, like, where, from where or whatever. It just said old office area, so I'm sorry. I don't have too much details on that. Well, you should have brought the blue, uh, blueprints. <laughs> Shut up. She was uh, actually stabbed by a mining executive. Oh, my God. And I'm guessing that that was her client, and he was just like, ah, bye. I, I don't really It would probably be a dispute over money. She was like, would well, you owe me and he was like, 20 no, bucks? And she's like, no, I don't. I'm just giving you 10 because you, yeah. you know. And then they also called her the Lady of the Night. And in the hotel or whatever it kind of is now, she, you can smell her perfume because mm. she wore, like, a lot of perfume, like, so you can smell it. And there is a uh, – you can hear footprints. Footprints. You can hear footsteps. Oh, and get this. Guess what you can see? Just take a gander. Whatever. Oh, a lady in white. Yes. I'm not going to bust – I'm not going to bust the bubbles for my stories, but – uh, and two of the stories I'm going to tell tonight, there is a lady in white. See, I don't understand, like, how the lady Me neither. The lady, I mean. Like, I don't, like, it's, that's one well, I guess phenomenon that I don't understand. And that's what I don't get either, because these women didn't die in white dresses. I mean, yes. some of them might have, Well, but, and it's like. I don't know. The different eras of this, they all can yeah. all be one person. So, well, like, I mean, it's not the same chick, but it's just, it's I mean, they all wear a white her, dress. Like, they call her, like, the woman in white, or the lady Yeah. And how, how, like, how many times that one person's in the story. I know. Or, like, but you also don't know if it's the original Lady and White and how many, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's, it probably just a lot of it is what they wore back then. But there's some, I mean, I don't get it because there's, like, the story I'm going to tell that tells about that. But she wasn't wearing white. I mean, she might have been wearing white. They didn't say what she was wearing, but she wasn't. Wasn't wearing, like, a night, like. Yeah. Because the Lady and White, like, you can, like, she's wearing, like, the old-timey, like. Yeah, like the. Like, angle leak. Ankle length uh, nightgowns. We, yeah. Like, people wear like t-shirts to bed now. Yeah. So like I, I that or they go nude. So like <laughs> I don't I don't understand. We go in our scrubbies. So that's weird. Um, 
and also you can feel like cold spots like you'll be walking they say and they'll be like you'll just like get cold instantly like you're walking mm. in a freezer section see and i've never had that i've like seen stuff but i've never really felt any cold spots or anything well, like, like that we have talked about this in the previous uh, pre i can't i'm talking too fast i'm sorry I needed a podcast. She just, I'm too excited. yes, she gets excited for podcasts. Um, anyway, we all do. In our previous episodes, we have talked about like our house being haunted. Well, like when we feel, I have felt like a cold rush of air go past me. See, I ain't never felt anything like that. And I played it off as oh, a ghost ran past me. But like when I'm back here on the uh, studio and I'm doing research for the podcast and stuff whether it's this one or borderline or my sports podcast yeah <laughs> at the corner of my eye sometimes i can see like something going across the door out there up and down the hallway yeah we uh yeah <laughs> it's, it's great <laughs> um and they also say there's like a really really strong energy and it, oh like, gosh and you can feel it when you walk in see that's yes. another thing i've never really been somewhere and felt like just yeah and a lot of these places places that's how they say it is like you walk in you're like whoa that's how one of the stories i i'm gonna tell they're like when they walked in they said they just felt fear and just yeah um and also i guess so i guess because the prostitute had a man kill her so like they say any man that walks in oh. the hotel or whatever they like get pushed or tugged on or like they feel a sensation of like she's like oh it's a man men killed me yeah and they also i don't understand this one but it might just be like over time, you know, they um, her they can hear children running up and down the hallways and stuff like that. So, yeah, and then they um, can see they've seen the murdered prostitute in the hallway. Oh my god! Um, and she they have seen her like at the end of the hallway with like a big smile, a tinkle, a twinkle in her eye, and just like disappear. Nah, see that's creepy. I'd like, be like vanish, man. So. I mean, I just, I cannot believe that the dang lady in white, like, is a, in another story. I'm getting really, uh, this is kind of, <laughs> I'm getting tired of having to say, lady in white was in my story again. <laughs> like, she's in every freaking story. It's like, I don't, that's one thing that I kind of want to get into is, like, the phenomenon, phenomenon of the lady in white. Oh, yeah. Because I kind of want to understand like, the origin of it. Like, I like the origin, but, like, everything of it, because you look at the stuff like there's so many reported incidents or something of like lady in white the woman yes. in white and i don't get it i get i i can understand why they call her that because they see her in white but what i don't get is how she always ends up in like a gown and like half the time i mean because she'll die in like regular clothes yeah only one i mean it's just like the lady of the over there in dallas the lady of the lake the lady yeah. in white she's the same thing she's a, what was it she died of a drownings, one of the stories, and another one's the car crash coming home from a dance or something. Yeah. You know, but and then. like, they don't, normally, like, you see the ghost and what they died in or, like, what they used to wear. Yes, but, like, but I've noticed. Seen, like, their pajamas. Yeah. That's what I don't get. I, I mean, it's like a lot of them just come back as a lady in white. So, it's weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But, okay, that's pretty much mine. <laughs> we had a little. That's yours. <laughs> so, uh, what's your, what's your first story for us, daddy-o? My first story is, I'm going to finish up what we was talking about on episode 11, the uh, Turnball Canyon. Oh, the one where the, um, <coughs> Indians, uh, the Indians would be dragged into? Yeah, remember, that's the ones where the Indians, they was really scared of that place. It's called, uh, they I can't remember the name of it now, but they have the name. The name of it comes from uh, the dark forest because the forest is so thick, the sunlight doesn't penetrate in there much. 
so it's dark. So the Spaniards, when they came over, and they're you know they started their missions, they would drag them into the place that scared them the most and say, oh, yeah, and they would be like, you be a Christian or die. Yeah. That's messed up. And, and then yeah. they thought by dragging them into the forest like that, that um, it would over, it would, uh, how do you say it? That it overcome their fears. That's what the Spaniards thought they was doing was helping them out. But Jesus, could you imagine, you know, you're sitting there in your little village, you know, and your family's all there. And then these Spaniards come in and say they're your friend. And then they start dragging you into a forest that you know is bad. And you just, oh, God. Yeah, that, I, that's what I can't. <laughs> I'd be like, bye, I can't do that. Okay, <laughs> so let me make sure. I'm going to make sure real quick. I should have done this before he got on air. I'm a ding-dong. But let me see where I left off on the turn bike. Yeah, sorry. The like ball. I said, we're still trying to figure out some issues. And, uh, we don't oh, okay. The last this was, uh, okay, I left off with the cult, remember? Oh, yeah, because that cult was stealing yeah, kids. Yeah, that cult was stealing kids and stuff. And by the time the people got, because remember that guy snuck up there and watched them and yeah, he went and down. Yeah, he came into town and he was like, oh, my God. You know what they're doing up there? there. They were all gone. Yeah, and by the time they believed them, it was too late. And like you said, the kids and everybody was gone. And they yeah. thought they was, you know, giving them, they, mm, they <laughs> thought that they was get, getting kids for all their cults in the surrounding areas. They 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 didn't think it was just them. They thought they had like a little crime, not a crime, but a a circuit or whatever yeah, you want to call they it. Just like yeah. Blew it off. Okay, so that was uh, in the depression when all the cult stuff started. Well, then in about the nineteen uh, after they got the cult ran out of there, they uh, <coughs> but uh, back on but real quick on the cult stuff, there had, there hasn't been any reportings of kids missing or anything like that. But they still see signs of devil worship and stuff when they go there. Sometimes, still? yeah, sometimes they don't know if it's kids being kids, you know, but they'll see graffiti writing to say Jesus die. So they don't know if it's just kids being, you know, happy, funny because, oh, we're in the bad canyon. Excuse me, guys. Okay, in the 1930s, guys, in the canyon, there was an as uh, asylum built, but they never said the name of it. But it was open in the can. It was open at Tur in Tur uh, Turnbull Canyon. The patients came from. Uh, how do you say that one? Pew Pewty Pew Pewtree. Pew, yeah, Pewtree Hill. I want to say. Yeah, Pewtree Hill. The Pewtree Hill in surrounding places. It was supposed to be a place of healing, but it wasn't. It was like normal asylums, and they just. I mean, treated them like shit. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't really know the doctors what they were doing. They was just trying to do all this crazy shit to fix the problems. So they was doing anything on the patients because if they they looked at it this way, if they died, they died. Oh well. That's, that's well, because a lot, like I said, a lot of people back then, Lexi, if they had money, and even if their kid, yeah, they didn't was, care. They you know, our, our cousin Jared, you know, he's got ADD. Back then, they would ship you to an insane asylum. You weren't crazy. You just had ADD, man. Yeah, if you had the slightest bit of issues, you were gone. Yeah, and some, and like if you if you came from a rich family, they would give them money to keep you there. Yeah, which is messed yeah. up. But it didn't help anybody. But nobody really knows what happened there. But the spirits still haunt the place because it only lasted 10 years. And here's what's so weird that is. is the shortest asylum. Yes, it only lasted 10 years, and that's why there's no records of anything. 
Dude, normally, like, they have, like, a huge thing at 10 years, yeah. like, a lawsuit or something, and they're like, oh, we'll change, but they never do. Yeah, this one just got burnt mysteriously. Yeah. Okay. But it never did say if the government was coming down on them or there was reports so, of them like, neglect. it doesn't even stand anymore? Like, it's down? It's, there's, well, there's, it's, it. There, it didn't like burn completely down. I oh, guess so you can like still parts of it and stuff. Yeah, there's still parts of it you can see because wait till you tell us till I tell you some of its other stuff. When the people would explore the place, you know, now they get this is what we're talking about. They get a, a, all of a sudden they start getting panic attacks, and they feel it's just really, really, really scared and just. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> well, in the 1960s, a group of the Pinutri Hill teenagers went hiking through the canyon one day and they had stumbled across the old uh, asylum well they was going through and i guess uh it didn't burn completely down like i said it was a mysterious fire but just like the the offices and stuff burnt while well, the yeah. paperwork and all that was yeah they were trying to get like hide yeah that there ever was the fire was there and kind of spread and i mean it got a good chunk of the building there's not a whole lot left by now but by the time these kids went in the 60s there was still a good decent part to explore well, they was, it was all like crumbled to the ground yeah too. well they was exploring it and of course being kids one of the kids got in the electric chair the one where they used it for shock treatment oh, God. now let me remind you this was in the 60s this place burnt down in like the 40s so there's been no electricity there for how many years do the math like 20. about 20 right he gets in the chair and then he straps everything onto him and he's like he you know Hits him or, you know, puts the deal to his skin and starts going, ah, oh, yeah. Pretending. Well, yeah, his friends think he's joking around, so they're all laughing. But then when smoke started coming up from his clothes and his hair started turning black, it was too late and he died. What the? Yes. So he was pretending and then he actually was yes. electrocuted to death? And they didn't know what to do. There's what the? I mean, they went to get him. but well, by the, if, like, if they touched it, then they would have got electrocuted too. Yeah, they didn't know what to do because, I mean, come on, there's no electricity there. Bet you the cops that they were crazy. Or yeah. killed him or something. Yeah, the, they said the cops and everybody said it was all fishy, but the kids swore by it. They were like, that's what happened. We weren't joking around or no one did this to us. He got in the chair playing around and freaking really got fried. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> that's, okay, that's when you run. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the kind of stuff that makes me not want to, like, explore. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, his folk, like I said, his clothes started, you know, catching on fire and stuff. And, yeah, it was it was Wait, a bad okay, deal. So the asylum, it was built on those grounds, right? Yes. Whose idea was that? <laughs> I don't know. But that's weird, though, how mysteriously only lasted 10, it lasted 10 years and then mysteriously, you know, burnt. Well, I bet you it's because of, like, how you said there was, like, well, the cult there and everything. The cult there, and then the Indians already thought the place was cursed land. Yeah, so it didn't help, and then I bet you everything that happened and all the didn't help with the mental patients that were already yes. really dying and everything. So and they were they just had the experiments there. They were adding to the 1960s. So then that's kind of when everything started coming out in the medicines and stuff, and it started becoming like, oh, you don't need this, this, and this. Yeah. So like, you know, kind of, you know. Probably someone just mm -hmm. set a fire to it and was like, or like you said with the electric thing. Yeah, that's crude. Like, that's... Oh, you want to get yeah. on the land? And it has that fire. Yeah, and it hasn't been no electricity there in decades. That is weird. And there's been sightings of kids hanging from the trees. You'll be hiking through there or something, and you'll 
Phil, uh, see kids hanging from a tree, and they say if you look at them long enough, they'll open your eyes and look back at you and disappear. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. That's the biggest thing they say they, they, they see there is like dead spirits of the kids. We're not going to that place. And then listen to this. You know Richard Ramirez, right? Yeah, the night. He was uh, known to be part of a cult in that canyon. Yeah. Wow. It's just a creepy old canyon with a lot of. Maybe that's the cult that made him think he was the devil. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but I mean, it's just a weird. I mean, come on. Well, you got to think too. The Indians got drunk down there and got killed. Like then the kids got there. killed, and then whatever happened with the insane with the asylum, and we don't know how many people died in the kid, fire. Yeah, and then that, and then that kid, kid got Yeah, but people, like I said, pe- people even be going through the uh, forest and get just this bad feeling, bad vibes when they're going hiking and that stuff. That is one place we will never explore. So we're going place. hiking there. We're going to do it during the day, though. I don't though. care how much money I get paid. I'm not hiking there. Come on, guys. Send us your emails. Keep downloading this to get us more likes and more money so we can go do that and take Lexi. You'd have to give me a horse And then if I see that shock treatment chair, I'm going to say, Lexi, there it is. Get in it. Nope. One of the kids' dad will take them there and make them be like, huh? Take somebody you don't like. That's crazy, man. I honestly don't know what I'd do if I actually seen, like, something. I mean, I've seen some stuff, but when I've seen seen it, when I see it, it only lasts for a couple seconds. We haven't seen, like, conjuring stuff yet or, like, Yeah, I would. (laughs) Like, if that happened, I don't think we would lose our minds. Yeah. Like, uh, talk about the problems we got now. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to be doing the San uh, Haven Sanatorium. Or it's also called the State Tuberculosis Sanatorium. In San San Haven, North Dakota. San Haven. And that's also, I think, North Dakota is one of our... uh, Oh, yeah. North Dakota is one of our uh, people that listen to our show. So, yeah. And I didn't even know that. Chicka, 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 (laughs) chicka. Anyway, so there's two names to it. This is one of the places where it changed the names a lot. Yeah. So, okay. So, in 1909... The uh, state legislator set aside like um, ten thousand dollars for the institution. Yeah. And it was placed near slash the center. You'll understand this part because I didn't. It was placed near slash like the center of the Canada border, more than the population center. But it's in North Dakota, so I didn't understand that. <coughs> it's closer to the uh, it's closer to the Canada and U.S. border, right? Is that basically what it's saying? I think so. Yeah. Then I guess any other. It's kind of like uh, where Uncle Mikey lives in Westville. We're like right there, like right there on the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas. Kind of like that. I guess. Yeah, that's probably what they mean. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Like I said, not good with my geographic. <laughs> so anyway. The construction for the institution, whatever it was, when it first started out, began, um, and it got delayed for lack of funds because they only got ten grand, but they needed fifty grand. Dang! So where did they come up with the other forty? Well, um, <laughs> who'd they have to kill? <laughs> they had donations and stuff like that, but I mean, they didn't really say. I really don't know. Um. It opened in the fall of 1912, and then when it first started running and operating, the average daily rate to be treated there for, like, I guess it started out as a tuberculosis uh, place, 
was just like if so if you went in and you're like I have tuberculosis or I think I do I'm sick you just had to pay a dollar fifty really yeah how the heck did they pay for well back then back then it was times yeah you so, could you could then, you could get a tank of gas for ten cents and then three do- three dollars three years later it went up to seven dollars ooh so just think now to go to DB in an asylum like that's like seven hundred dollars a day I know I know it's ridiculous. Um, and this is another one of those places that's, like, self-sufficient. They had cottages. Uh, well, see, probably, too, that's probably another reason why it was kind of cheap to people to stay there. Yeah, well, because, see, this is also, like, one of those tuberculosis centers. Yeah. And then it was, like, a also sort of like a state asylum thingy. So it was a little bit of both. Yeah. It was a, you know, when TB started... Oh, yeah, that when that TB came down, man, it was kicking everybody's butt. That's what's going to happen with the corona. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they built, uh, like, cottages on the property, you know, for the staff to go stay into, you know, for for this, for that, whatever. And see, they don't even do that much anymore around places. Mm-mm, no. There's very, very few. That are self-sufficient any, like but that. But there's not really any. Because, like, even your prisons like that back then were, especially in the south. Yeah, there's not any really anymore. Um, and it also operated as a satellite hospital for the North Dakota Institution for the Feeble-Minded at uh, the Grafton State School. So, like I said, yeah, it was a, um institution for the mentally ill, or what they said were mentally ill and handicapped. Yeah. And also the TB people. So TTB? Um, I'm also going to start saying TB instead of tuberculosis every time. Go ahead. That's what everybody says. <laughs> or back then, another name they'd call you is Lunger. Hey, Lunger. What? Because <laughs> it basically is a disease, I believe, in your lungs. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so in 1913, remember it only, it opened in 1912. So in 1913, they only had 12 patients. <laughs> only 12 patients. Compared- Why not 13? Were they scared? <laughs> Compared to how the other places have ran, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> well, yeah, because the other places you said, well, they was only meant to have a hundred patients, and they had like three. They had three hundred within a year. Yeah. So in the 1920, they had 90 patients, and then in 1922, they had 140 <laughs> patients. And it never did say how many like they could have in capacity, but it never went over like 200. I don't think. Jeez. So like, but there was also back then, like whenever it started coming out, there's a lot of TB centers. I noticed that there was so yeah. many. And this place was a two-in-one, so, um, and it's going to get a little bit confusing because it's going to have, going back and forth with the TB history and the, um, state school history, but just stay with me. So, the state school slash institution for the field minded is called the Grafton School, so I'm just going to say that. Grafton School of Arts. So, in the 1950s, the Grafton School, um, sent some of its mentally handicapped patients to that, um, TB Center. So that's whenever they collided in the 1950s. Um, and then eventually the TB patients were treated at home with medicine and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. When that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then by 1960, <laughs> 1,300 mentally handicapped patients were treated. So. Whoa, how'd they go from 12 to 13? Well, because well, they were combined with oh, the that's TV, right. and then they started sending the TB patients home. 
yeah. you were going to die and stuff like that. Or, like, this is, the, I guess, the only thing I that. Cause most well, because that TB, they now, I don't think they never, I mean, I think, I know we got, you got a, there's medicine for it now, but I don't, I don't think really back wasn't. then there really was Well, when they start cutting out with it, they give them the medicine to make them go home. And then it took over as a mentally. and, and Yeah. So, um, and the Grafton State School and the Stein Haven TB Center just collided into one big thing. Um, the state school, the Grafton State School place took control of the Stein Haven, the TB Center. They took in full control in 1973. So... That happened, but because of the medicine that came out, like, in the late 1950s-60s, people and patients were, you know, discharged and home and all that. Well, patients went from, like, 1,300 to, like, six. so, like, the TB center closed and the patients that were at Grafton State School that were sent over there got sent back. Because, uh, yeah, so... Oh, sorry, I was, I, sorry. Okay, so, yeah, so they sent the mentally ill patients back to the Grafton State School and closed the other one. And, um, it said at least, like, 400 employees disappeared. Never said they were fired. 400 employees just disappeared. Yeah, never Not said. at one time, right? Maybe through the course of the time? Yeah, I get. I don't know, but that's, like, a lot of patients. Yeah. With the, like, 1912 to, like, 1990. Yeah. It never said if they died, they ran away, they got TB. They just happened. lost them. Yeah, it never did say what happened. So, the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa? Chippewa? It's <laughs> um, an Indian tribe? Yeah, it's an Indian tribe. Purchased um, the San Haven School from the state in uh, 1992. Oh, cool. Well... One girl went into it, and she was giving her experience about, like, how it looked and stuff, and she said all the windows were broke, and the doors and everything were broke. Like, the doors were off the hinges, and it was just a complete and utter mess. The walls were removed like the wallpaper was. Oh, yeah. And it looked gross. So nasty. And the elevators were, like, crushed. Like, the metal, like, was just, like, crushed in. Oh, my gosh. Like, beat the elevators. And there was um, an attempt to burn down the building. Because there was, like, a bunch of, like, burn marks on the building. Oh, my God. So, um, there's also been, like, fires at the hospital. Like, after it closed, like, I guess, like, little false fires would, like, break out. But they would go out. It was weird. Mm, more mysterious Fires at the insane silence. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't hear anything about it. And now that I'm thinking of it, that is weird. That we both had. Yeah. Something like that. Um. <coughs> and it's on. This show has been on Ghost Adventures. Oh God. St. Haven Sanatorium or the TV Center, whatever. I don't. It had like three different names. So is like, that that big one they did with the? Uh, it had the big old breezeway, so they could push the beds like out onto the balcony. Mm. And that. that no, I, that was another one I talked about. Okay. Well, there was a lot of big old TB centers like that back in the yeah, day. Yeah, well, because their treatment before the medicine was like, oh, a lot of sunlight and reassurance and all yeah, that. Yeah, sunlight and a lot of fresh air. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if when the haunting started exactly or if, I don't know how much the building is left, 
but people say that they can. Um, so the Indian people don't. The Indians don't own anymore. No, they do. Oh. But I don't. I guess it's private property. But I oh, mean, yeah. People obviously still trespass. Yeah. And before, I guess before they got it, people went and got on it, and st- I don't know. But I mean, there's still going to be ghost stuff. Oh to God, yes. Most of our article stuff if they go and trespass. So, but I don't know how when the ghost stuff started or whatever because of how how many places it was and yeah. stuff like that. So, you can see the apparitions of like the nurses, and you can hear baby crying, uh. and you can hear a bunch of noises. And they say the fifth floor is the most haunted floor. And then there's a bunch of myths and legends about the place. Like, one of them is that a trespasser fell down an elevator shaft and died. Mm. So, like, I don't know what all happened or how many people have died, but they say that it's, like, really, really haunted. So. Let's go explore that place. Sure, I'll push you down the elevator shaft. See, I don't know how I would handle freaking hearing babies cry, man. Me neither. I don't. I don't know. And with, like, the Santa Psalms, a lot of them, like, depending on how busy they were, like, this one had, like, 13,000. Like, they would get, like, just have sex a lot and get pregnant, but, like, the babies would do their, they were messed up. I don't want to say messed up and get anybody offended, but they were, like, they to the doctors, they were messed up, so they get put down. Or, like, so Oh, my God. Pregnant. Jeez. So, like, you know, there's <laughs> so much history, but. That's, that's all I it's got. It's just crazy how they just brush stuff under the rug back then. Just know so like, nonchalantly how, how. Like little they cared for human life. I know. Just, psh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know I'm a mean person, but like I would never. Yeah. Like be like, oh, you're retarded. I'm going to. Yeah. Like a fish. You know what I mean? Like Jesus. Oh, he was. Oh, she was. She was just a prostitute. She, she died. Oh, well. Instead of a brown haired girl. I don't want her. Like that's literally what it was. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> I don't Pretty much, it's like I said back then, man. If you got, if they thought you had a hint of anything, they sent you to the, to them places. Yeah. What you got for us, Daddy? Alrighty, I got the Stowe Lake. Where's that? At? The Stowe Lake is in San Francisco. It's part of the Golden Gate Park. The entire area has a dark side. It's a place where murders and uh, people commit suicide. Wow. And a woman lost her baby in the lake. Um, that's, yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, wait till you hear that. She should have been paying better attention. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. First story is about the woman. There was a woman in the park one day, you know, out with her baby, pushing her around in the stroller, having a little afternoon fun, afternoon breeze with the baby, and... Of course, she sat down by a bench to talk to a woman, so she put the stroller, you know, right there by the bench. Well, she got to talking to the woman and wasn't paying attention to the baby. And I guess back then, you know how the the ones now have locks on them? Yeah, the, the, one, the, the ones back then didn't. Yeah, I don't think that had a uh, lock on it. Yeah, if you didn't hold well, on to it, your baby would throw down the hill. Yeah, well, she uh, was talking, you know, turning to the side and talking to a woman, not paying attention. And the baby, I guess... Went off into the lake and nobody noticed anything. And then when she turned around, she was like, my baby, my baby. Has anybody seen my baby? And nobody seen it. And the last thing she did was jump into the lake after her baby and she never returned. They never found her body. Of course, when that's happened in the early 1900s, there really wasn't any way to go diving and search for the body. I mean, they had kind of people swimming around trying to find her. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you were to do that, like, if that happened now, I mean, there's, like, oh, yeah. a diving crew and 
everything. Oh God, like yeah, like but yeah. Then it was just like, oh, kick your feet in there and see if you feel a body. Yeah, she uh, jumped into the lake after her baby, and she never came back. And they even made a statue for her and put it there, and that ties yeah. into some of the creepy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, she turned around, and of course her baby was gone, and she was flipping out, going, you see my baby, see my baby. All right. Have you seen my baby? Okay, and here's the uh, story about the statue. You know, I told you they made a... Um, the statue of Joe. Statue. Oh, wait, I got. I went too far ahead. I got to start with the legend, with the, the legend, how it goes. <laughs> The legend goes, if you go to the lake at night, you'll hear, like, weird stuff happening. And you're just, you know, here's some un unpleasant stuff. Stories have been told of a woman coming out of the lake, you know, and asking, have you seen my baby? And another legend is the statue that they built for the woman in honor of her, you know, and her baby. Yeah. Uh, the statue, they say, sometimes will actually turn and be like, hey, have you seen my baby? The statue will talk. That's what they say. Um, I'm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're wow. <laughs> yeah. Just think if you were drunk off your butt and you went over out there and you was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, wow, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I think I'm drinking too much. <laughs> um, I call it quits. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, like no. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you go, where is it? I lost my place. I hate it when I'm reading through this, and then I start talking and getting into the story, and I lose my place. So sorry, guys. I'm, I don't like having dead space in my podcast like that. Yeah, we don't. But okay, if you go, okay, okay, if you go there in a group of cars, they will stall out all of a sudden at the same time. And then if you go to the lake and say, uh, if you say, uh, lady, in, uh, lady in white, lady in white, lady in white, and then say, I have your baby, she will appear and ask if you see my baby. Dude, that's kind of like the Mary, um, Bloody Mirror legend. Well, one, there's like so many, but like one of them I heard is like, wow. One of them I heard um, is... Like, if you look in the mirror and you say, like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, yeah. Bloody Mary, I have your baby. She'll pop out and she'll be like, where's my baby? That's, like, creepy. The one I, we always we always heard when I was growing up as a kid was the uh, say your name three times fast, you know, and then you open your eyes and you'll see red uh, red eyes staring back at you in the, wind, in the mirror. Yeah. Or I've heard the other one where she'll scratch your tongue. Uh, ew. Yes. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Ew. What happens if you go there alone? Does she like try to take you? I don't know. No one's ever been attacked by them so far. But since 1908, the first story of the Lady in White, the oh yeah, 1908 was the first story of the Lady in White that was written. And in night since uh, 1920, yeah, 1920, there's been reports of a police officer walking around. <laughs> yeah. And they don't really, no one's really researched it to see if, what happened to him or anything. Oh, she done and killed the police officer. Yeah. 
She's like, huh, you didn't help me find my baby. But it's just like since 1890, since they established it as a state park and all that, like I said, people have been going there to commit murders, homicides, and nobody knows why. Because when they kill themselves, they never leave a, never, I can't even talk, never leave a suicide note to just kill themselves. Maybe it's like that lady's like, oh, my baby's gone. I so everybody to. die. Well, that's what the kicker is. The baby story happened like, I think, the... Uh, early 1900s. Dang, so that one's been a long, long Yeah. But there's all sorts of spooky stuff out there, they say. And when I, I see this, is not, I need to get the other computer in here and get it set up so we can look at the pictures. It's a real creepy kind of lake. It's not like a real big, it's basically just one of them lakes to go and uh, do your paddle boat and stuff on. Oh, it's like not, okay. Yeah, but it's it's a creepy looking little old lake, man. <laughs> And then, it, then, then it, they try. I guess they try to make it look not as creepy and put like geese and swans in there. You mean goose? Yeah. <laughs> and and swans in there to make it look, you know, a little bit normal, but it just makes it look even creepier. <laughs> but you, a lot of them turn up like. Yeah, dead. and it did. It showed a picture of the woman's statue too. Uh, but that's messed up, man. I, I mean, I'd crap, I'd crap my pants, man. I'd be sitting there in the park and. <laughs> That statue, statue go, have you, you seen my seen baby? My baby? <laughs> and they say sometimes you can just be sitting there at night and she'll come out of the, she'll walk out of the, out of the lake. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, that's normal around these parts. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like, you know, if this podcast stuff ever starts paying, paying off for us, we got a lot of places to go explore. We're going to go to the Queen Mary first. Oh, no, we're going to go to the scariest place. We're going to find the scariest place where we know we'll get definite, <laughs> get some definite stuff. I don't want to poop my pants on the very first ghost hunting thing. <laughs> okay, so I know we've already done a territorial, territorial prison, but I did one. I don't remember where I did it. I did it in another place. This one is in, hey, this one's in Montana again. You and your prisons. Okay, so this one is Deer Lodge, Montana. So this one is kind of started in the Wild West days. <laughs> so it's kind of been there for a little bit. So you know yeah. some stuff happens. Okay, so in an attempt to tame the Wild West, a prison was established in Deer Lodge um, in, 19, in 1871. And it was... Uh, constructed uh, primarily with uh, <coughs> convict labor, so basically the prisoners were the constructors. Yeah. And then it was an active prison until 1979. So like, I don't know the math on that one, but it was it was there for a while. <laughs> and okay, so there was no prison in the territory of Montana during Civil War and the Gold Rush days. This was the first one. Federal prisoners were sent to the Nebraska State Penitentiary. 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 So, because there was no prison, that's where they were sent to. And then the violent um, territorial laws were the people who broke them and stuff. They were incarcerated in the county jails in Madison County. So, until this place was established, that's like where everybody was. Jeez. So <laughs> that's kind of crazy, right there. Yeah, yeah. So there were they needed forty, forty thousand 
Am I saying that right? They need 40000 What do you mean? 40000 for it to be built like four Oh, years. money. Yeah. They needed $40,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $40,000 yeah. for the prison to be built. But there was an argument of um, like where they were going to build it. So like it was a lot of back and forth of like, we should build it here. No, let's do it here. No, I want it here. Why do it there? Do it over. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody fighting. and No, do it over here. This yeah. is where the cool prisoners go. Yeah, it was a huge fight. So... They um, at first got like four, like I said, like forty thousand, and they needed at least a hundred thousand for the prison to be. Well, they was just a little short. Yeah, just just a little bit. They just have to save up their lunch money. So they weren't gonna get any more money. So they had to make like extensive cost cutting projects. Like they had to figure out a way to make the prison without splurging. Yeah. So you know. And they had minimal expectations. They made it as, you know, <laughs> crappily as they pretty much could. There were bare stone walls. There was a roof, a floor. Um, there were 14 brick cells. They were 6 by 8 feet. Just 14? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And there was That's nothing, not a lot. And there was nothing in between the cells besides, like, the poles. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, like, they were minimal, literally. And it's, I don't understand how you can make a prison with 14 cells. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like a jail. That's like yeah. a county jail. Uh, yeah, that's not a prison. That's just a regular old cop shop. Yeah. Um. So then they got more money later to finish the prison, I guess, from everyone coming in and everything, I guess. And they built 70 more cells, and then they ended up doubling, like, but double bunking. Yeah. So, well, I've, that, I've noticed that, too, with even the stories you've told about uh, prisons. What I've seen on TV and stuff. That's like a thing now. Everyone they start out. Triple yeah, they start out with just one cell, and then they start getting so overcrowded, and them cells weren't made for two. They was actually made for one, but they don't got the room, so they just stick bunk beds on there and just start. Yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh, there's not that many criminals. <laughs> Let's just make it for like fourteen or like a yeah. hundred. Yeah, we there ain't gonna be nothing happening. We got good people in our town. <laughs> Psych. No way. So when when they put the new cells in and everything and they fixed their sleeping arrangements, they could fit at least 140. So dang, they moving on up from 14 to yeah. 140. Yeah, yeah, they did. So in uh, 1908, there was a failed escape by a prisoner. And as of my understanding went, how they had it set up, there was a warden's office. They had like a, a deputy warden and like the actual warden, like the person in charge of the prison. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just slammed my paper. Um, and then they had, like, the deputy, like, the top person, cop person. Oh, yeah. So they had a area for, they had, like, the warden's office and they had the deputy warden's office. Well, I guess there was a escape and a raid thing, and they killed the deputy. Oh, my God. Um... They took over the prison. And the then, inmates are running the prison. And the warden, like the person in charge of the entire prison, had like he had to get 103 stitches just on his back. Jesus Christ! I don't know how he survived that? Or like see, I just that see that that I just couldn't be a guard in a prison. No, especially nowadays they don't yeah. look for crap. But not only that, I'd be afraid of them taking it over and me dying or getting killed or stabbed or just anything. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. There's more prisoners. In there, then there are guards and crap. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a lot more. So um, that happened in the federal building. 
It didn't say how that got out or anything, but like back then it was super easy. Yeah. Way easier than it is now. Um, and then that building was demolished in 1931 and it was replaced. Don't know if it's like running now. Oh, obviously it's not running now, but like. So basically they just tore the old one down in the 30s and built a new one. Yep. So. Well, think on... about it. That's that's about the time, you know, the plumbing started getting a little bigger, I think, and, you know, yeah. well, and electricity. Yeah, that's, that's where that guy died, so, like. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of go through about, like, what different buildings they had along with the prison and kind of talk about, like, each one. So, um, they had the cell house, which, you know, had all the cells in it, and each cell had running water. They had flushable toilets, I guess. Mm, I yeah. Okay, I didn't know when those came Well, because, see, at first, you know, I know, like, uh, San Quentin, that's an old one. They had uh, buckets. You had two buckets. Mm, one yeah. to poop and pee in and one to freaking, that was your fresh water. And they'd come by and I think get the buckets at the end of the day. So if you had diarrhea, you smelt it all day. And there was not Febreze back then. No. If you didn't have a breeze, there was no Febreze. Nope. <laughs> um, okay, so like I said, each cell had running water. The, the toilets that flush and they had like good ventilation, you know. So, um, well, that's like that prison you was talking about in Philadelphia. Oh yeah. They that was the first prison to have a uh, running water and I mean yeah running water in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had run. They had that was the first prison and that was the first building in the U.S. with uh, plumbing in it. And the White House didn't even have uh, plumbing at the time. Dang. But a prison did. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So they had um, galleys. They had eight galleys, and what they were, they had um, like little hallways, I guess, sort of. There was four on each side of like the wall, so there was four. There was two. Yeah. Because you know eight. Okay, so in each, um, um, galley. I don't know why they call them galleys. But they contained 25 cells, so it was a total of... Oh, like, basically a unit. That's what we call unit. That's what they call them in prison now is units. Oh. So in this certain unit, you got 25 cells over here, and this unit you'll have, you know... Oh, okay. So that's Sorry. basically what it is. Okay, my bad. Okay, so, and, like, they had a certain amount on each side? Yeah. Like, on each... Yeah, so, I guess on uh, each side of the hot... the. Um, a prison they had four because there was a total of eight um but they went from like 140 to 200 and they kept on going up and up and up so they had to keep on upgrading the prison uh so there were two mate two inmates per cell which we already talked about that but they were not this prison was strict with that I never heard of the prison being this strict so far they were not allowed to talk during meals during work or from cell to cell See, even the prisons back then, they'd beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I guess you only and get talk, away like, with allowed it. to talk at night to your cell yeah. partner. Other than that, you were quiet. And So the deputy warden's office, the one that, you know, got shot and killed. Yeah. Uh, that was located across the street from the prison, you know, for safety Lovely. reasons. Lovely. But it, it didn't work out for safety reasons. <laughs> he still died. He still got whacked. So he was in charge of the daily operations and, um, you know... In 1959, that's whenever the prisoner got out and killed him. So, and he got killed in his office. Yeah. Um. So the inmates were strip searched before and after visits. Dang. And you know how extensive those yeah. visits are. Are those strip searches? They're like putting your hand, their hand in your butt and make sure you don't have anything. And 
Jeez. So, and then they added the wire mesh and stuff over time, you know, when that got yeah. popular. But they also have a license plate factory. Now, <laughs> see, and that's funny because <laughs> that's that was a big thing back then. You got sent to prison, you'd make license plates. License plates. Jesus. And then they had the prison yard, you know, to go work out or whatever. And then they yeah. had the black box, which is a punishment box. <laughs> um, it was like, see, and a lot of places had stuff like that. Yeah, some like people call hole, them the black box. Or some people, excuse me, guys. Some people call it the hole. Yeah, I just buried them. And I don't see how that kind of punishment is going to help anybody. Put you in a hole with nothing and just see how you are. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it was a area, like a place just of total darkness. And you were locked in this place for a certain amount of time, usually from one to three days, depending on what you did. They had a mattress, a wool blanket, and a honey bucket. I don't know what they mean by honey bucket. But well, I, the blanket's probably to sleep with, and the honey bucket. Well, you said they had running water. Well, I know, but if you're down there. Oh, that's water. right. If they're in the hole, yeah, that's basically their water to drink and stuff, probably. Or their bucket to. I wonder why they do. Why it's called a honey bucket, though. Maybe they put it on honey to make it a little smell. Well, think. Of, I don't know. Think about it. They. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just their nickname for shit bucket. Oh, maybe I don't know. Hey, someone look that up for us. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. So, um the there's a hundred and eight year old history, you know. Um, the prison yard had a lot of buildings also and they used the like I said, the area for exercise. They had a garden, they had a horseshoe pits and they had um a lot of courts. Like a tennis court and basketball oh, yeah. court and, you know. And then it also became like a woman's maximum security prison too. Like it was a maximum security prison, but there was also like women there too. Yeah. At one point. But that that didn't last very long. So that was there, like, in 1907. The first women were housed on the third floor of the same building as the men. And they were housed there till 1926. And I guess until they started making the women's. Oh, whatever. yeah. And there was only, like, ten or less women. So wow. there wasn't that many. Yeah. Because, uh, you know. And then when the maximum security um, prison, whatever, you know, that happened... The women moved to other buildings. Like, when it became its maximum security prison, they sent the women away. So wow. There was one famous um, inmate, and you might know who he is, um, Paul Ether, also called Turkey Pete. Turkey Pete. I got no idea, but let me look that up on my old phone here. Turkey was, Pete. I was, I was meant to get What was he, like a cowboy or a mobster? Um, well, if in the 30s and stuff, well, he's probably they, like they some mobster. There was a lot of mobsters there. Oh, uh, okay. So what's his name? Turkey Pete. That was his name. But it was Paul Esther. Do Turkey Pete and see what comes up. Sorry, I should have looked that up, guys, but, you know, I'm kind of. That's all right. I was going to look it up, and I kind of forgot. Turkey I... Pete. His real name was what? Paul Esther. Yeah. What'd he do? I want to know what he did. Well, I'm trying to click on it. You want, you want me to use the phone, you oldie? Yeah. Prisoner from cell number, well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say he um, did? Came to the old Montana State Prison in 1918 to serve a life sentence of 40 years for murder. He got his nickname Turkey Pete by attending the prison's turkey flock. In his own world, he thought he owned the prison when he died the prison, or the guards, Purchases tombstone in the Montana moment. We explore the colorful life of the inmate in cell number one. Dang. Okay. Huh. And they had a funeral for him. That was the only funeral they ever had. Dang. Well, he's been there forever. Well, Sounded like really, really famous one. Um. Huh. 
I'm trying to figure out what he did. He was a, he murdered someone, obviously. It had to be. Oh, okay, so. Yeah, there was a traveling salesman who liked a boarding house. And he liked a young lady, I guess, that um, Turkey Pete liked. Uh... And so they got in a fight in the kitchen one night. And uh, Turkey Pete went and got his uh, 38 revolver and walked into the kitchen and shot the man. And so, shot that buddy down. Yeah, and so he died three days later, and he was convicted of a first-degree murder, and he began his uh, life sentence. Dang. But everyone said that he was a model inmate. Now that's probably why everybody stuck up for him and bought his tombstone. Everybody was like, Turkey Pete, Turkey Pete. <laughs> hmm, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he was a cowboy, mobster cowboy thing. Huh. So, you know, hmm. Very interesting. Well... It's closed down now, but, I mean, it's, of course, one of the abandoned buildings. But they, you know, obviously people trespass and everything. In oh, there. yeah. So, you can feel a lot of goosebumps whenever you walk in. And you can feel very, very, like, unexplainable cold spots in certain areas. Like, just get a whiff of it. Well, like you know? prisons, man. They're like hospitals and insane asylums. They, I mean, there's so much negative energy there. There's not a whole lot of positive. Yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there in prison. How freaking... I mean, you put yourself there, but... Yeah, they... Yeah. So... But still. You can ooh. see, like, mist, like, form, and then, like, there's a bunch of shadows, and you can see, like, figures. Like, how we see that one in the hallway just run past. Oh, yeah. You see a lot of those. We and call then, we call that one in our house the shadow guy. <laughs> or person. Yeah. We also, they also hear, like, a lot of, like, eerie sounds, like, scary sounds. Yeah. And then you get a really, really, like, bad feeling of, like, death. Like, all of a sudden. Hmm. And, like, angry and stuff like that. That's, that place has a lot of death. Um, the solitary confinement area, like, the hole, the block, pers the dark, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, per the bad person area. Yeah. There's something in there that tries to attack people. Yeah. <sighs> Um, See, and there ain't no telling because I guarantee, you know, they didn't keep a whole lot of good records and somebody might have died in there and oh, went crazy. Know, they were starved in there, too. Yeah. I mean, you're stuck in a freaking black box in the freaking ground, man. Yeah. You're going to so, go crazy and kill oh, yourself. Yeah. So the, it shoves them and attacks them and it whispers, like, in their ear and makes them go crazy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And see, there's a lot of other... Uh, places like that to have the holes like that when yeah. they'd stick them when they were bad that is like that there's a place like that they say on uh what's that prison in the san francisco bay um oh alcatraz oh yeah i want i tried doing that one but i didn't understand any of it so I kinda, what do you mean you didn't understand like it? the history it was very confusing well it started out as a fort at first well, an army fort there, no there was like a lot of government crap involved and i'm not trying to like <laughs> Oh, I, was like, I know it was started out at a, as a fort at first, and then they they did have prisoners there from uh, I want to say the Civil War. Yeah, it was. It's yeah, it's a thing. But there's also like a lot of paranormal investigation, I guess, that happened there and stuff. Yeah, and see that place has another. Like I said, it's got a, uh, the the hole, and there's one of them in there where son of a bitch will attack you. They say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like because prisons people put themselves in there, but you mean like. The guards, even even today, the guards are still buttholes to everybody. Oh God, and yeah. Beat on them and take any chance they'll get. So, did you do all your stories? No, I still got one more. Jesus, well we're way past the hour, so we're good. Heck yeah, this one I got is a little old bridge in Pasadena, California, called the California Street Bridge. 
And it's, I see that's another reason why I should have that laptop up right now. I could show you a picture of it because it's not like any normal bridges around here. You know how our bridges are? This one's like a big concrete freaking huge bridge. Like the London bridge, bridge thing? Nah, it's, it, it's totally different. It's just like really long or something like It's kind of long and curvy. It's like a kind of oh, curvy. Yeah. yeah, it's like a creepy looking bridge. Well, its nickname is the uh, Suicide Bridge. Oh, that's, that's great. People have been committing suicide there since 19, since, well, since uh, November 16th of 1919. That's when I guess the first person jumped. Yeah. Wow, okay. And then listen to this. During the Depression from 1933 to 1937, they tried to renovate it, but it didn't work out. And they, pfft, the Depression, there's people jumping off it almost every day. And no matter what kind of renovations they do to it or blockers or something to keep people from jumping, they it, still do yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, and this bridge isn't really, the research I did on it, it's not really haunted and stuff. Like, there hasn't been any car wreck. I mean, like, they killed people. There hasn't been any bridge, that car, there hasn't been a wreck where cars went off the bridge and killed people. It's all suicide shit. Like, people, like, actually, like, yes. voluntarily are like. Yeah. They say the bridge calls to them. They, they say that. Let's not go on that bridge because we have people that we, the yeah. listen to this the first ghost that haunts the place is a construction worker and the story goes he was killed during the construction of the bridge because i told you it's a big concrete bridge i think i know about this one when uh he fa he was helping the you know the, helping him pour the concrete and he fell and they the, the concrete fell on him yeah yeah i yeah i know about this one um a youtuber that i watched he went and explored it and did like an ouija board thing I yeah think. and it says uh some people are and it's a busy highway it's like a bridge highway thing. yeah it's a hot it's, it's busy and it's high yes and but it's they put, huge like you said, they put blockers on it and a fence thing around it but there's still an area to get down there yeah people can still jump off and kill themselves killed in construction it took me a minute to get it but i was like whenever you said the construction worker i was like <gasps> i know who you're talking about some people say he's the reason that they commit suicide they say he calls out to the people to jump off the bridge well, thank you. I mean, think about it. He's probably a pissed-off ghost. Yeah. Well, uh, isn't there, there's, I think there was one about this lady that jumped off with her baby or something. Yeah. The baby lived. Right here. Maybe? The second ghost is uh, Marty or Mar Myrtle. Myrtle Ward. She was a 22-year-old woman, <laughs> and she took her, took her, took her baby. It was a 19, it was a. It was in 1937. She went to the bridge. Well, what happened was, I guess it was, you know, towards the end of the Depression, supposedly her husband or boyfriend left her. So she uh, took her and the baby, and they went to the bridge, and she uh, threw the baby off the bridge first. But the baby survived because the baby uh, landed in some brush or something. Yeah, like on a tree brush thing. Yeah, so the baby survived, but the mom jumped to her death. And they say there were reports of... Uh, there's reports of her, you know, walking around looking for a baby. Yeah. She, but she, I don't think she comes out and says, "Have you seen my baby?" Like the yeah. But well, she's just wandering she's around. Somebody else that like calls. Another like, person that a, calls. She's the person that voluntarily jumped off the. Yeah. Like that was yeah. the accident. And then the next one is, there's uh, reports of a man with glasses that has been seen and a woman in a white robe fixing to jump off the bridge and then she vanishes when you're like hey uh, okay. <coughs> okay yes <clears throat> and 
people say uh, sometimes when you're walking along the bridge, you can hear cries late cries late at night. I'm good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just think you're sitting there walking and you hear ah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mess with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, It's just it's just full, and that's just three stories I found on it. I didn't really do a complete. I mean, I got a whole page. I mean, there's. You can do a complete yeah. history on it, but because like, there was just so much more. Yeah, there's so many problems. Yeah, because that was just three stories right there of the construction worker dying, that woman. Well, and I hate to sound like this, but it's California. You go to California to have like your dreams accomplished. Yes. And there's so many people that like go there and get killed. Big shot, and they're not, and they yeah. can't realize it, so they go kill themselves. Or, or they, they get there they to get involved in something yeah. they shouldn't be involved in. And I mean, I don't want to be that person, but yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Well, heck, it's just like to go to Hollywood. They think they're going to make it be a big movie star. It's like that chick uh and i'll probably do a story on her the hollywood sign she oh, jumped God. off the hollywood sign and killed herself because she couldn't make it in the in in hollywood and that was her dream was to be an actress yeah there's so many people that go there and get stuck there because oh i'm gonna be an actress or a comedian or and then they get upset because they don't get their dreams yeah they, they kill herself they're just like bye well like that one hell well, that one hell <laughs> wow. that one hotel in california uh, well there's numerous um, yeah, the one that was like about a uh, Hotel Drake and um, American Horror Story. Yeah, there was like yeah, people not, just yeah. go there to commit suicide, and the, a lot of the stories are they don't make it. Yeah, and it's Cal. It's like it's sad because I mean that's it's California, it's where Hollywood is, Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, like, everybody wants to go there to fulfill their dreams, and when they don't do it, movie stars are. I mean, what's well, like that woman that uh, I can't remember the lady in black or whatever the one that got chopped up in three pieces. Her black, torso was. Black yeah, she was another. You know, starting young actress. Well, and she got murdered. I mean, she yeah, she got murdered. She didn't be kind of hard to like, commit. Be kind of hard to commit suicide. I'm gonna cut myself in a half. And it's weird because she had the smile like the Joker before the Joker was even in like a really. Yes, movie. and that's yeah. Before the Joker was out, she someone did that to her mouth before the Joker was even. Like yeah, because that was like really that was something. Yeah, that's yeah. And no one knows who did it, but American Horror Story did that one too in Murder House. Yeah. So. But, wow, this is, I think, the longest moment. This is a good one. I think we did pretty good on that one, i tell you what, man. Yeah. Well, I hope you kitties enjoyed our scary stories, and I hope we will make you go to bed and cry tonight. Jesus. (laughs) I want everybody that got scared to pee the bed. But come back and tell tell us how much you love us. And then, you know, when you get scared, when you're walking down the hall late at night and you see the boogeyman, tell us. Hey, another thing, too, guys. If y'all take pictures of stuff, send oh, it to yes. us. I have if so many pictures of, like, pictures, like, with um, orbs in there. Yes. Y'all, y'all, y'all can send us pictures and tell us your story, too, and we'll tell them. Yeah, that or we can just, like, do it for ourselves. Yeah. Just talk to us, bro. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just said, bro, I don't say <laughs> But if I just got a, a live cam, too, so we're going to do some live stuff, and I'm going to start trying to put some of that on Patreon. Patreon. So... But, but uh, as always, check out the Twitter, the Instagram, and uh, I'm going to spell it out too because uh, most people don't really know what I'm talking about. Excuse me, moi. It's uh, South TX Ghost S O U T H T X G A H O S T A S. Lexi needs spelling lessons. And then our email is a uh, ghost stories told from the south at uh, gmail.com. Oh, geez. And we are on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and the old Stitcher. 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, pretty soon I'm going to get some stuff on Patreon. Get y'all kids a lot of uh, freebies and videos. And eventually on Patreon, that's where I'm going to be sticking all of my podcast uh, podcast stuff from all of my podcasts. Yeah. And uh, as always, we want to give everybody in the... A good shout out. In the UK. Everybody who likes our show and keeps listening, thank you yeah, so the much. Yeah, is getting so long. That <laughs> and dude, I mean, we're getting like a lot of down... We're, we're over 120 downloads. Oh, yeah. There was this one day, and I want to thank everybody for this. We got 20 downloads in a in day. One day. That's been our record so far. And even on my other podcast, we're not even that close. So, but yeah, check out uh, the rest of our... Uh, episodes and then check out a uh, borderline texas trash and uh check out my uh dad's uh yeah i just football. i just started the football podcast if you want to check that out it's called the college football dive with uncle boo and uh if you're into fantasy football i'm gonna start that because i like fantasy football i'm a junkie so okay well well you cootie cats be cool don't get too scared now and i hope you can sleep well tonight <laughs> just do what i do guys remember when i was a kid and i was scared I'd go to my door, turn the light off, and then I'd run and jump on the bed because I didn't want nothing to grab me out from under the bed. Heck, I still do that sometimes. I can't. I'm too old and fat. <laughs> Bye. All right. Good guy. It's late, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Be good and be scary. And like I said, keep send us some scary stuff or some stories. But y'all have a nice night. Adios. Be creepy and have fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I sure have been enjoying doing these podcasts. But next episode is 150. And I'm going to do something special for that one. And I think I got a good idea. There's a house I heard about that's pretty fucking haunted. I think we might look up that one. But I ain't going to spill the beans on it. I'm going to get enough stuff going for it. Make it a good 40, 45 minute show. But I'm going to do one special episode of just, um, it's going to be like 10 minutes, uh, 10, uh, oh, I can't even talk, like seven minute uh, bits of uh, all our shows, but just at different times. So it'll start out, you know, saying ghost stories, but then I'm going to take seven minutes from there and there and just kind of put them all in there to kind of have a recap of a... Uh, celebrating our three-year anniversary next episode guys i just want to say it's been amazing it's been great and uh i just i really do enjoy doing this and like i said sorry if it i uh when i'm reading i turn into stuttering stand or something but please excuse me but i do my best i can man <clears throat> but i hope you guys do enjoy the show please tell your friends about it and go start giving me some five-star reviews and comment back on the show. Let me know, like, some of the music I have. If uh, you can't hear the music or the music's too loud, you can't hear me, let me know how it sounds out there on that end. You know, because it's hard to be a... It's it's hard to judge yourself and just sit there. I mean, it's kind of easy to judge yourself, but I just need y'all's opinion. That's what I'm trying to say, so... I've already had a couple fans reach out and say what they thought about it and liked it, so... Thank you guys for doing that. So, yeah, just, uh, and then if y'all got any stories, like I said, tell me. Look me up on Facebook, Ghost Stories Told from the South, man. But I hope you guys do enjoy my show. I enjoy doing it. It's just going to get bigger and better every year, guys. I mean, shazam, shazam, my friends. But anyways, guys, I hope you guys are 
doing great. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. And uh, we will see you. Oh, don't forget, go to uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South on podcast on uh, Facebook. And then you can get this podcast on any um, any platform where you can get your uh, podcast at. But that's about it for today, guys. Sorry about uh, doing it. This, doing the show this way. I really had a lot of computer work to do. Yeah, it was fun. But I'm all caught up on it now, so yay for me. But we will see you guys later. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. Next episode, baby, marks three years. Wow. 150. Wow, that's a big accomplishment. But I want to say thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You guys are what keeps me going, so... We will see you later, and uh, be good, be creepy, be scary, man. And thank you very much. Bye.